Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, Discussing Photography, a podcast all about the things that we love about photography. This is Focus on Rotation, where I have different hosts joining me at the desk as we share and learn each week. Come and enjoy this week's episode with us. Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, Discussing Photography. Hi, I'm Steve Finkel. On this episode of Focus, I'm flying solo. On this episode of Focus, I want to talk to you a little bit about street art and the photography around capturing street art. Currently in Brisbane at the moment, it's um, the Brisbane Street Art Festival is actually in full swing. So there's a program in Brisbane where once a year, a bunch of street artists are commissioned to paint uh, a whole range of different um, murals and different types of pictures around the city. And it's fun to go around and actually capture those images. I've been fortunate um, in the last few days to actually been out and photographing some of the artists uh, as they're actually creating these murals and basically getting some kind of environmental portraits of them, you know, in their workplace with their working attire and, and how they op- how they work and operate and that type of stuff. So it's been really, really cool. But even after the artists have left and the work is there, um, it's fantastic to go and visit this and look at this. It can make a great backdrop for um, street photography because, you know, a lot of the street art's at street level, so people will be walking past it. makes for a great backdrop for photography. I've always kind of liked using things in the background and having people come into the frame, and sometimes I'll sit there and wait for a particular person, the way they're dressed, the colour of their clothes... Um, the style of their dressing, which kind of is in, is in tune with the piece behind it. So sometimes you sit there and just wait, waiting patiently, waiting for, for the right person to walk through your frame. And occasionally you get very lucky and you get an absolute gem of a person walks through and they just absolutely complement the the artwork in the background, almost like they're kind of, you know, a part of it. And they don't know that, but the great thing about, you know, street photography is it's, it's just so the random, the randomness of what you're going to see when you take your camera out on the street is, I mean, that's one of the allures, I think, too, of, of doing street photography. And like I said, particularly chasing and looking at the street art and how you might better, you know, capture the street art in your city. Every city has, you know, a degree of street art. Um, you know, some people might call it graffiti and, and some of it is graffiti. It's unauthorized kind of paintings on on the buildings and that type of stuff and that could be cool and interesting as well but there's also a lot of legal street art where people are actually commissioned to paint a building or paint various different items around the city you know to make this to make it a bit more colorful and vibrant and i said you know it's one of those things that if you start going out and and consciously looking at the street art some of it's very subtle some of it's very 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 small like it's not huge pieces I mean, some are the size of a building, so they're massive, like, you know, um, pieces of street art. But there's a lot of street art, which is actually just little small pieces tucked away. Sometimes you won't even notice it so much until you really kind of start looking. Someone pointed out to me the other day, they said, gee, you you, you seem to find things that other people don't see. You know? And that's one of the jobs of a photographer is, is to actually seek out and find things that people normally miss. And through your photography, you can actually bring those things to life 
with your camera to show people. So like I said, you know, street art is one of those areas where it's interesting because the artist has actually put put their kind of passion and skills to, to use to create that piece of street art and sometimes it lasts, sometimes street art is there for a very short period of time. Sometimes it's there to, you know, dress up an old abandoned building um, before it gets demolished just to make it not such an eyesore. Or sometimes the street art ends up on hoardings um, which are put around a a vacant building or a vacant block sometimes to, again, screen the, the block from the general street. But by painting on those on those screens or awnings um, or hoardings, as we call them in Australia, you basically then, you know, just create something kind of beautiful rather than something ugly like a block where there's all rubbish and stuff lying around. So, but like I said, sometimes in, and then you get really lucky like to be able to actually go out and photograph during something like uh, the Brisbane Street Art Festival where you've actively got artists out working on the street, plying their trade. And the artists are fantastic because you can approach them and have a chat to them, talk about their work. Some of them are renowned um, street artists from around the world. They've got pieces all around the world. But like I said, even like when there's not a festival running, street art still becomes a really a really cool thing to add to your portfolio of photos because some of it's extremely colourful. The other thing is with street art is street art can take on a different look depending on the time of day. Early morning as the sun's rising, depending on obviously where the street art's located, but you know, sometimes you can get these variations based on the amount of, of light or the time of day. So it's a good idea too, like you, some pieces of street art, you can actually photograph them several times and get a different result by visiting them at different times of the day when the light's different. So whether it be you know, catching the golden hour in the afternoon or that golden hour in the morning, or, or like I said, during the day. But also the other thing which can make it um, interesting too is Sometimes on, on really overcast days, it's fantastic to shoot street art because you've got, you know, the world, one of the big, world's biggest soft boxes. You've got, you know, the sky, all the clouds and the overcast are filtering that light down so there's no harsh light. So, you know, you're not getting shadows and you're not getting that harsh light that sometimes that you get during the bright sunny days where it's sometimes hard to control and some aspects of it, you try and shoot a piece of artwork on the wall but pieces of it are really hard to expose because some of the light that's hitting it is so strong hitting some of the lighter areas that they're blowing out so it's a kind of a bit of a challenging act to try and get it right so think about that sometimes maybe if you're going to go out and chase street art going out on an overcast day is not a bad bad thing the other thing going out say in when the weather's you know, overcast and a bit of wet sometimes there's you know areas where street art is there's opportunities for water to pool up and the water will give you fantastic opportunities to get reflections. So sometimes photographing the street art, um, not directly, but photographing it, say, for a pool of water, getting the reflection. Sometimes even <clears throat> there's a place not a couple of hours outside of Brisbane up in a place called Toowoomba and there's some magic street art up there. There's some fantastic street art. It's scattered all through the city and it's, there's buildings that are totally painted, and and there's just it's just every down every seems every nook, nook and cranny, and 
In Australia, Melbourne's got some very famous laneways where there's lots of street art. As most of the major cities do have areas where there is kind of an area where street artists do kind of tend to to congregate and work. But, you know, sometimes um, I did a shoot up in Toowoomba a little while back, shooting street art up there. And, you know, I found some shop windows that ref- that would was picking up the reflection of the street art and, and people are walking past and you actually being able to get the people on the street kind of look like superimposed over the street art so, so think about don't just think about pointing your camera directly at the, the piece of artwork to shoot it look at all the different ways that you might be able to catch it whether it be via reflection whether it be even shooting going into a cafe and shooting through a window of a cafe to some street art across the street where you can have some foreground interest could be you know the, the cup of coffee on the table or something like that and and shooting through the window to and but the street art's kind of the main thing that you're shooting and I think that's kind of always a challenge to try and create images that are different so when you're presenting your images to people they're actually seeing something for the very first time it's something different or it's maybe they're seeing a piece of street art that they've seen many times as they've walked past it but you'll actually now be able to give them a different way to look at it the other thing too is sometimes with street art, it's really cool if you can get, you know, a high elevation. So if you can kind of shoot down on the street art, again, that can really produce some really interesting results because you, you know, again, you're presenting it in a totally different way to how people normally would see it. So, you know, again, it's always, for photographers, most photographers know angles are your friends, especially when you're shooting stuff and you're trying to make things. The other thing too, you know, as well as trying to go for that high angle and shooting down on street art, think about too, you know, getting down low and shooting from the footpath level upwards. You maybe throw a wide angle lens on your camera and get that kind of exaggerated view. And again, sometimes while you're shooting like that, people walking past, you can you can capture them in the frame as well. They're probably going to wonder what the hell you're doing there laying on the footpath. Yeah, looks a bit odd, but... Most cities, people will see someone lying on the footpath. They'll leave them to be whatever they're doing, whether they're having a sleep or whether they're trying to capture some street art using their camera. Most people will just kind of go about their business and not pay too much attention. So in this episode, I'm talking about capturing street art. And like I said, there's so much of it around. Like I said, when you start to really look at it, and like I said, and you know, big pieces are well known, like where there's big mules and that type of stuff, people typically know where they are. But it's sometimes seeking out the smaller stuff, the little gems. Sometimes, you know, it's just a, a very small picture. I've seen some brilliant work where people have like, you know, where the bricks change, where there's kind of a, a brick wall and there's, a you know, the first row of bricks goes up, you know, maybe six feet, um, double brick, and then it drops back to a single brick, so it creates a ledge. And people have just painted this little picture of a person looks like they're peering over the wall, so their hands are coming over the 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 course of bricks that causes a ledge, and the head's above that, so it almost looks like someone's peeking over a wall. Really clever, you know. And very small piece. Most people walk past and not even notice it's there. So one of the challenges of street art is seeking it out. It's finding it. In Brisbane, there's a, another type of street art which is more. I suppose it's more sculpture than art to a degree. There's, there's a guy who calls himself the Blue Blue Art Ninja. 
who goes around and he places pieces all around the city and they're kind of in some really obscure places. He's had to climb up trees. He's obviously got on roofs. He's he's got into some really interesting places and he's some of the some of the work is simply cut out of blue perspex or blue plastic and attached to sides of buildings. Some of them are made of metal. Some of them are you know different materials that is used to create them. And like I said, they're typically stuck somewhere. Um, and really cool one up. Look, I, I don't know the exact figure, but someone did say to me, you know, there was something like nearly probably 400 pieces that he's stuck around the city and just trying to find them. And I've seen, you know, a lot of them, but again, sometimes I'll be out on a photo walk somewhere and I'll just kind of be poking down somewhere where I hadn't been before. And then I'll come across one of his pieces and it's really cool when you do. And it's kind of like a, I think like when you're out chasing street art, it, it becomes a bit of an adventure because um, – and it's a great activity to do if you grab a couple of your photo buddies to go out and grab a photo buddy or two or three or whatever and go out and just plan to do on a Saturday or a Sunday, go into your city, your closed city, and just kind of go go searching, go, you know, see what you can find. Pretty enjoyable, like I said, when you find something tucked away somewhere. And like I said, people will – put street art in places where you're not even expecting it. So sometimes it's up high. So don't kind of walk around looking always, um, you know, down low. And there's there's a guy in Brisbane who goes around and he creates little doors and he sticks them on the outside of buildings or in laneways. So they're like a little like a little shop front or a little house front or just a simply a door that looks like this miniature door goes into somewhere, but it doesn't. It's just stuck on the wall, but very, very very, very clever. Sometimes some really cool details in there. So these are little quirky things. There's also talking about street art around Brisbane and for people who, you know, maybe uh, listening to this podcast, live in Brisbane or coming to Brisbane, Queensland at some point. In the city, there's a number of the um, streets where the street lights, they're ornate kind of cast iron street lights and intertwined inside the street light, either on top of it or hanging off of it pieces of street art or street sculpture which are really cool to find there's snakes there's frogs there's possums there's all types of different critters that are actually kind of hanging in these street lights or, or part of the street light and most people just walk past them and never actually notice them you know there's one there's a there's a bat there's a there's a whole range of different ones and they're really cool and, and again these things take on a different vibe at what time of day i mean obviously you can shoot them during the day when it, when the lights aren't on then at night time when the street light's actually operating you've got this another opportunity of, of capturing it differently so again street art is one of those things that you can shoot at different times of the day and come away with totally different looking images which is really cool i think that's yeah as photographers we always strive to try and get images that are different we don't want to just shoot the same thing over and over. We're going to try and always, I suppose, look for the different things that are out there, try and capture those things that are out there. And like I said, look for opportunities. I mean, as a photographer, particularly doing like street photography and capturing things like street art, you do want to try and use as many techniques as you can and shoot at you know, various different times of the day to get those different results. And again, it's something that, I think it's a really cool exercise to do with friends because even if you have non-photography friends, and it's just an enjoyable walk sometimes to go, you know, just exploring and maybe going walking down areas where you 
typically don't go. I mean, in some cities there is some areas, you know, where it is not always the the best place to be. And I think obviously do your research as well. Like, I mean, don't just go wandering off into areas when you might end up in a in a situation where there might be some people there who not so who are not so passionate about you shooting street photography um, and might think that your camera looks pretty good to um, to take to the local pawnbroker. So, again, work on the side of caution when you're doing stuff like that as well. Don't just kind of venture out, especially at night time. It's always good to have a shooting buddy or a couple of different shooting buddies. And one of the things I uh, always say to people is when they're out, say, shooting stuff like street photography and particularly like street art and you find a piece of art, it's really easy to get really um, engrossed in the moment um, like you're trying to you're looking at it from all these different angles and you're trying to jump you know you're trying to shoot it for there how's it look like if I get here and sometimes you can totally forget about the environment you're in and what's happening around you you kind of zone out you just kind of you're zoned in on that one thing of trying to capture this piece of street art again that's where it's good to have someone a second set of eyes as you're kind of just making sure that you're you know not putting yourself in any danger that you're aware of what's happening around you you know you see people sometimes out jogging and they've got their headphones on and they're in a completely different zone but you know as they run around the corner they don't realize there's potentially you know something dangerous there um it might be a trip hazard or it could be a you know someone lurking there or whatever but again you don't want to get yourself into that situation where you are so engrossed in what you're doing that you kind of lose track of where you're at and and what's around you. So that's always a good thing to keep in the back of your mind. And like I said, great pastime to take you know a second or third or a couple of people to get a couple of you together and, and go and do it. So in this episode, I'm talking about capturing street art and because I think I think it's really cool. And some of the street art, like I said, is is temporary. So which means you know if you go out and capture it with your camera. You've got a permanent record of it. And I remember um, I've been fortunate enough to travel a bit. I've seen some really cool street art around the world and there's, there's people who do, you know, the chalk pavement type street art and, and that's fabulous. Like if you find someone who, who doing the chalk on the on the sidewalk or footpath type art, you know that when it rains it's going to be washed away so it's only very temporary. I'll come across a couple of artists who paint on the footpath using soya sauce Sounds like a really weird thing, but they they use soya sauce and they'll make some, you know, create some magic artwork just using soya sauce as the medium, painting it on the concrete. The idea is it's non permanent. It's a non permanent um, kind of uh, ink, virtually, I suppose. That when it, after some heavy rain, it just soya sauce washes away, and you know the remnants of their artwork is gone. And I mean. I've seen this in a few different cities around the world. Um, it's not that common, but when you do come across it, it's really cool. The other thing where you can sometimes find um, street art is actually not on the street. Like there's, there's a, in Australia, there's a place called Byron Bay, and there's an amazing, amazing artist down there who does uh, these amazing artworks on the sand on the beach. So he'll use rakes and all different types of things to do these amazing elaborate artworks. Again, these are temporary artworks that are going to be destroyed like when the tide comes in or just people walking through that area. Um, they're going to be flattened and, and turned back to, to Sandy Beach. But again, some of the detail these guys can get, and it's, it's a skill, like being able to 
to work with whatever the medium is, whether it be sand or soya sauce or whether it be chalk or whether it be paint. It's knowing how to apply it and knowing how to to to, to layer it and, and texture it to get a particular look. So when people look at it, they, they immediately see it and connect with it. And I think that's a really cool thing that, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there that said in the world is temporary. And photography has always been one of those things where it, it is a great documentary tool. So it documents, you know, what happens and what was popular at different times can change. And like I said, by able to use your camera to go out there and capture these things and be able to share them with people and be able to relive them years and years later. Um, I remember that time we went to such and such and we found this amazing chalk artist and they were doing these amazing portraits of people on the footpath and, you know, they just... And again, sometimes they look great from, you know, different angles will give you different looks. And again, some of these things, like I said, are, are temporary. So by photographing them, it's kind of a really cool way of, of documenting. And some of those things like can make some really cool prints. And again, like I said, a lot of the street art can be very, very colourful or some of it can also, like I said, just be, you know, be a monochrome type image, like I said, with the... the saw your source on the you know the grey concrete it's just a monotone image basically but again it just it just amazes me the skill of some of the artists and how they can manipulate what they do on the ground and how our eye renders it is just absolutely fantastic and like I said great to go seek these things out I think as a photographer because sometimes you're looking just to, to um means look something people want to quite often talk to me about and I do a lot of street photography and people go oh, I'd love to do more street photography I just don't have the confidence to get out there and do it you know getting out in the street with your camera um, part of it is probably a, a lot of the stuff that holds people back as photographers is it's themselves they've got equipment that totally capable of doing the job most likely they've got the skill set and the knowledge how to expose an image correctly and how to how to use the settings in the camera they've got all that but the one ingredient they miss is that confidence that confidence to go out and do it uh, and sometimes because it's other people around so sometimes shooting street art like a lot of people say to me oh look i just shoot landscape because it, it, it's comfortable it's it's, it's like feels safe you know i point my camera at a, at a mountain range or i point my camera at a lake and i shoot it and um, i know there's never going to be any um blowback to to me from um, from the, from my subject. My subject is totally inert. It's not going to kind of um, arc up or get upset or anything like that where people worry if they get on the street and start shooting with the camera and someone um, takes offence to the fact that they're out there shooting that then they've got to deal with potentially, you know, a situation they don't really want to be in. By going out and shooting street art, then a lot of people will realise if you're pointing a camera at a wall and there's a picture on it, they just think, oh, that guy's taking a picture of that you know, bit of artwork on the wall there. So it's a great way to get comfortable with your camera shooting on the street. So if you went out for a few weeks and you just shot nothing but street art, just shot that. But then you can start slowly introducing other elements into your street art, like I said, waiting for people to walk through the frame. Like sometimes you might stand there and wait with the camera down, waiting for people to to completely clear the frame so you can get a picture of it. And people will see that and it's fine. But then as you get more confidence... You could have the camera up and you could be waiting for the right person to walk into the frame and 
one of the techniques I'm doing, if I'm kind of looking through the viewfinder, I have one eye scanning the um, what's coming. So I look at the, 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 I suppose, the pedestrian flow. In a lot of areas, you know, pedestrians will flow in a particular way or fashion. So you'll have people coming down one way or another. So sometimes you can be looking up ahead and you know that this person's coming. So you can be have your framing ready and then you can kind of keep the camera in that position so your framing's ready and then you can kind of pull your eye back from the viewfinder and wait to the person's in the most optimal place. And look, sometimes you're not sure exactly where to place them in the frame. So sometimes you, know, you might hit off three shots uh, as they're walking through. Just be mindful of when you do that is that you probably want to freeze them so you're going to be watching your shutter speed. Typically, you're going to be kind of 1 250 or higher to try and stop the movement. I think sometimes really cool when you can, in those images where the person's walking, but one, you know, one foot's flat on the floor and on the ground and the other foot is up at an angle because they're taking the step and you freeze that and sometimes you'll get a really cool shadow effect too under the shoe. Again, if you don't have your shutter speed quite fast enough, you won't get that detail or, or sharpness. Or it might be that you actually, and this is the other thing that works as well, you might actually deliberately want a bit of blur on the person so you can actually see their, their kind of walking. Like I said, so it really depends what look you're going for, I suppose. And again, you can mix it up and play with it. And the other thing is you could even try, you know, something like when you see a cool background but and the person walking through it, you might even try and pan with the person and do a very slow shutter speed but do a pan. Um, so you're capturing the person nice and sharp and in detail, but the background is blur and the particular background you've picked is going to be a nice swirl of colours and textures and shapes that are going to produce a nice interesting background with that person in it. So again, there's, there's different techniques you can practice if you're out there on the street shooting street photography. Like you can try various different things. Um, like I said, it's there is no hard, fast rules. Like, I mean, that's the great thing about photography. Photography is about how you see something and how you can capture it and how you can put a bit of a, your own stamp on it. And again, it's like people were pioneers sometimes when they're shooting stuff and they used unconventional techniques to shoot things, which sometimes can produce really cool effects and then actually then flow on to become a kind of a movement where people go out and replicate that type of shooting. And we've seen that in a number of different photography um, techniques that people have done that and then it's become popular and so people have gone out there and basically, you know, emulated it, which is um, which is cool. But again, it's always nice if you're the innovative. So if you're the kind of the first person to do that, that's really cool. That's a, a really cool thing if you can come across something that someone else hasn't done before. And that's one of all these, always the challenges with photography is, is trying to come up with something different. That's something that someone maybe hasn't seen or capturing somebody in, in, or capturing a scene very differently. You know, again, a bit of a challenge, but it's worth trying to get out there and, you know, take on the challenge to do that. So in this episode of Focus, I've been talking about street art and capturing street art and the value of, of capturing street art and some of the benefits of it. So I think it's well worthwhile for you to get your comfortable walking shoes on, get your camera. Don't need to take too much gear with you. You can, um, you know, a lot of people will, will capture this stuff using a a prime lens. 
that whether or not you want to put on something like a, a walkabout lens, like a 24 to 105 or something like that, which is, I think, you know, if you're starting out and you want to capture street art, throwing something like a 24 to 105 type range on your camera is good. It's going to give you some good, good scope as far as that. And then you can then, um, once you get comfortable shooting with it, you might then say, um, want to go and tackle it with a with a 35 mil or a or a um, you know 50 mil prime or something like that. Once you kind of get comfortable capturing it, and again, like I said there's lots of lots of positive things you can get out of shooting street art and you know street photography as in general. The main thing is like is you know for any person out there who's you know aspiring to improve their photography is that key of is to get better is to shoot more. I mean, there's just um, there's no quick fix where you can't sit on YouTube and watch endless videos about shooting, with but not take picking your camera up. You know, one of the best things you can do to invest in yourself and in, in your photography is to get out as often as you can shooting for camera, and shoot as many different types of subjects as you possibly can. Like mix it up, and again, some of the things you might enjoy. But then sometimes you might be surprised. Things that you didn't think you'd enjoy, you might really take to. I mean, I never thought I bought a 600mm Prime and I just thought this would be a really cool lens to have for wildlife and that type of stuff. And I was never kind of super interested in bird photography. But since I've had the 600mm, you know, I kind of I've got that on the camera. I'm looking for birds, I'm looking for, you know, things in the distance. And I must admit, I do enjoy sometimes getting those bird shots that I didn't ever think I'd really kind of enjoy that. I mean, I'm not, I don't go out and spend a whole weekend chasing birds, but when there's an opportunity and there's birds around and I've got that lens with me, I'll definitely throw it on the camera and, and try and capture some of those birds. Caught some really cool pictures of birds that have just caught something to eat and they've got that hanging out of their mouth or, you know, it's, it's, it's a, um, mother bird and a chicks in a in on a branch and she's actually she's been out catching food and she's feeding the chicks uh, again stuff that i never thought i'd really want to photograph but i i really enjoyed photographing it so it's been a lot of fun so anyway i hope this has been uh, might get you inspired to go out there and look at some street art and get out there with your camera and try and capture it if you're in brisbane this podcast the the street art when this podcast comes out street art um, festival will still be running so i'm going to suggest that um you jump on the um and i'll put i'm up for the link in the in the show notes so if you're in brisbane and or coming to brisbane i think it finishes on the 22nd of may but i'll put those details in in the show notes but jump on have a look and it might be something that you can there might be something in there that you're going to be interested in the next day that this podcast will come out, um, so this comes out on Thursday, I will actually be in the city shooting a bunch of the artists that are painting in the city and around the South Bank area on Friday. We are in for some rainy weather, so I just hope the rain holds off because that obviously will have a big impact on whether the artists are actually they're painting. So look, until next time, enjoy your photography. Thanks for listening. This has been Steve Finkel for Photo Mission. Thank you. See ya. Bye. That's 
all for this episode this week. Thanks for listening. If you have enjoyed the show, please leave us a comment and don't forget to follow us on your favourite podcast app and social media sites. Remember, photography is a pursuit where there's always something new to learn. Safe and happy shooting, everyone. Thank you.